privilege that I can come and share with you a message. We'll continue to talk about prayer. And the, the attitude that we are talking about today is about perseverance. So let's pray before we start. Father, as I deliver your message, and as the congregation listens to your words, may our words and our thoughts be pleasing in your eyes. Amen. When I think of perseverance, I can't think of, I can't help thinking of a fish, a type of fish called salmon. You all know. No, salmon is an adromus, and that's a Greek word. It means running upwards. So when salmon, when they were born, they usually born in upstreams of river, and but they, when they grow up to about 15 to 20 meters long. At that time, they are called smolt, and they start to swim downstream to the river, to the ocean, from the river to the ocean, from fresh water to salt water. And they have something in their body that can adjust to salt water, and then they can remain in the ocean for up to four years, and then they will do something very strange. They will come back. They come back to the river. They swim upstream. They only have a goal. The goal is go back to their birthplace and lay the eggs there. Because spawning. So the male, the female, all went back to the same birthplace, the same river, the very same place that they were born and give birth there. And after they give birth, the shaman will die will pass away. And, and that's why I think of this fish. This is so, so persevered. Because as they come from the ocean back to the river, and back to the upper reach of the river, they have to overcome all the difficulties. They have to travel a long distance, miles and miles, thousands of miles from the ocean to the river. And after they reach the bottom of the river, they have to climb up the river. And there are many falls during the, um, he, he, the journey. And when they come to a waterfall, then they will start to jump. They start to jump up. They start to climb up the, the fall. And usually the fall <coughs> are quite high, but they, they try. But if it's not successful, then they just go back and and swim faster, and jump faster, and sway her tail stronger, hoping to jump over the fall. And you know, they can jump up to 12 feet. It's marvelous, this kind of fish. And they won't give up. They have to go to the same place that they were born. And, <clears throat> and I think this is what the scripture today we are talking about, the perseverance. Verse 1 of the parable we see today talks about um, the meaning, the purpose of this um, parable. It says that Jesus told his disciples to show that they should always pray and not give up. Just like the salmon that never giving up to go back to their birthplace, to their spawning grounds, we should not give up our prayers. 
even during our difficult times, even when there are hurdles of our prayers, when there are things that stop us from praying. But what does always pray mean? Does it mean continue to pray non-stop, forever, continually? In the early church, there is a sect. They believe that. And then they continue to give the same prayer, one after another, the same verse. And this is, in fact, stupid. Because it's not what's the meaning here. The meaning of here, prayer here is to be persistent and not to be tempted to stop when the answer is delayed. It is not perpetual, continuous prayer, but a prayer that continues on. It means to pray again and again and does not give up if the prayer doesn't seem answered. Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And people look at this verse and they may say, Oh, I pray, but it didn't work. But notice the, the words here. They are all in continuous tense. They are all in present tense in, in Greek. That means continue to ask, continue to seek, and continue to lock. Then you will find. Then you, the door will be opened. How about us? How do we people lock? Do we lock just like this? And then go away? Just like all the runaway boys, they, they um, lock the door and then run away and then leave the one open the door. Puzzle, who's there? No, we lock like this. We continue until someone answers. We continue to pray. We don't stop. Sweden says our Christians should carry the weapon of all prayer like drawn sword. And he let us see our supplications. It's like a weapon that we carry, but we don't, don't put it back. And it's, we are all ready, ready every time to pray. So it's like a, a loaded cannon. The cannon is ready to be fired at any time. We just wait for the fire. But why do we give up our prayers? The most common reason is because of unanswered prayers. Because we have asked many times, and God seems didn't answer, and seems He's not answering. We pray for someone to turn to Christ, He did not. We feel tired. We feel <clears throat> we lost our faith, and we don't trust that God will ever answer that question. We quit prayers. We let our doubts, our weariness, our flesh overcome us and we give in and we stop praying. So today from this parable, we, <clears throat> we see what Jesus is trying to say to us is to encourage us to be disciples who always pray. And we can learn some lessons from, from today's parable. In fact, in the parable, Jesus gave three reasons why we should not give up praying. Do not give up praying because the first thing, persistence is much more powerful than we thought. The second thing, God is much more 
<clears throat> than the unjust judge. The first thing is we are much more than a widow. The first thing, the first point, persistence is much more powerful than you thought. Now in the story, you see a widow. That widow come to the judge many, many times. And maybe she has a dispute with an adversary. She wants justice to be done. She wants to bring the case to the judge that she can have justice. She can bring back, maybe the judge can help her to bring back the things that belong to her. Maybe she doesn't have the money to bribe, to pay the bribe to the judge. So she has no hope. Her only hope is just come and come and come to the judge and ask him for help. She put all her hope in the judge. And she said to the judge, Grant me justice against my adversary. Verse 3 says that the widow was living in the same town as the judge. That means what? That means she can always come. It's so easy. So she can come always. She comes so easily. Because she has no other hope. But how does this judge respond? Verse 4 says that he refused for some times. Why? Because verse 2 says that he, he neither feared God. He did not respect God. did not honor God. You know, in the Jewish law, there are many stipulations that we should take care of uh, widows. They have certain rights in the laws. But this judge does not respect God. And this judge was also cruel and insensitive. Verse, three, verse, four says that, sorry, verse 2 says that he, was not, he also not cared about men. He was cruel and insensitive to people's troubles. He did not care for their rights. He did not worry about what people think of him. The judge concerns himself only. Because, as I said, the widow, maybe he, she didn't have the money to pay the bribe. So maybe that's why the reason, the reason why the judge refused to take care of her case. But the woman persisted. The woman came again and again. And finally, the judge said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet this widow keeps bothering me. I'll see that she gets justice so she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. See, the judge is annoyed by her coming. The judge concerns the woman may one day wear him out and even attack him. And even maybe other people will say, oh, this judge is so bad. His name will be um, brought shame to him. Notice that in this parable, the, parable, the widow actually got what she wanted, not because of her eloquence in speech. She didn't say too many things. She just said, grant me justice against my adversary. That's all she said. And she said nothing 
about the fact that she is a widow. She said nothing about that, about her children, nothing about the wickedness of his adversary, and nothing about uh, the judgment of God to those judges who are unjust. No. The judge handled her case purely because he cared about his own ease. He handled her case because he just wanted to be comfortable. Even though it, is, it may not be a good case for him, but he still handled it. Her success did not depend on the merit of her case. He entered her case because she kept on coming because of her perseverance and her persistence. So you know, persistence is very powerful. One day I watched, um, I think many years ago, I watched a cartoon about Simpsons. I saw Buck Simpson and Maggie Simpson. They persistently asked their father, Homer, about something I can't remember what's that. But they keep on asking. Both of them asked, them, asked Homer during the breakfast, during meal time, during loo time, during shower time, during bed time. And Homer finally gave in. And that's the power of persistence. I also want to share with you one of the real things that has happened to us, to our congregation, in Cantonese congregation, about two years ago. We have invited a famous speaker, well-known speaker, to come and speak and to hold a very large conference for not only our church, but also all the churches, Chinese church in Brisbane. So it's a large event. And uh, we are very excited. We are waiting for the speaker to come. And we wait and we prepare all the things, spend all the hard work. And the night before he comes, we watched the news, and he was at that time in Melbourne. And the news says that there was volcano eruption in somewhere in New Zealand, maybe I can't remember where. But the volcano ashes just affect the flight. So all the flights stopped. One by one, they stopped from 8 o'clock that night. Stop, stop. And we, our our meeting is on the following day in the afternoon, about 3 or 4 o'clock. So, wow, I, I am the organizer. At that time, I was very nervous. I was troubled. And then I, I have no hope. I just um, shared with the pastor, sent an email to all the pastors in all Brisbane, in the church, in, in, in the whole prison, all the churches, and told them, this is happening. Just pray. And then we waited. I, I couldn't sleep on that night. The whole night I just watched us um, go to the webs to check all the flights. And um, all the different companies, no more flights, all stopped. Oh, I just want to give up. But I continued to pray. And the whole night I continued to pray. And that morning, I checked the flights again. And in the morning, there's nothing. But about around 6.30 something, I saw a, a flight there, a virgin flight. There's one and only one flight, and it's to Brisbane. And then when I, when I called them, 
And then I, I called the, the crew down there in Melbourne, the speaker crew, and I told them, um, how are you? Uh, where are you? And they said, oh, we are having breakfast. Uh, we think that we can't come uh, because of the ashes. There's no flight. And then I told no, there's a flight. <laughs> there's a flight. Come. And then they said, oh, they checked. And then, oh, really? There's a flight. And then they just abandoned all the food. And then they just come. And then on the, on the there's not many time left, about 40 minutes. So they just rushed to the airport. And on the way, they just check in using the phones. And then when they arrive at the airport, it's quiet. It's in chaos. Everyone is looking for flight. And all the check-in counters, they are closed. And then but suddenly, there's someone who who raised up a, a banner, Brisbane here, Brisbane here. And then, oh, they just rush to the sign, and then they get in the flight, and then they could come. So it's marvelous. God answers our prayer. God answers our, rewards our persistence. So persistence is powerful. But have you wondered why God seemed not answering our, our prayer? We pray for a long time. People around us to turn to Christ but nothing happened. Sometimes we get impatient and tell God, how long, how long? Sometimes we waited for a long time, but God seems didn't answer, seems not answering. Do you think why that's so? Peter tells us that the perspective of time for us is different from the perspective from the point of view of of time from the point of view of God. In Second Peter, it says, With the Lord, a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. So there was a story, and there's an economist. When he read this Bible verse, he asked God, Okay, one thousand years is just a day to you, Lord. So one million years is just one one second to you. And she said, God said, yes. So $10 million is just a penny to you. And God said, yes. And he asked God, God, can you give me a penny? <laughs> and God says, okay, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the perspective of God and people, they are different. People may say that Jesus is not coming back because we have waited 2,000 years. He won't come back. But 2,000 years is just a small time compared with eternity. And because of that, because of different in perspective, because of different view of time, we have to always be persevere. We always continue to pray to ask for God for things to happen. Verse, says, verse 7 of uh, today's verse says that, And will not God bring about justice for His chosen one who cry out to Him day and night? Will He keep putting them off? He says that God will sometimes seem putting things off. It seems like that. But God will not keep on doing that. But sometimes God will do that for people's repentance. We'll look at it later. So persistence is powerful. The second 
point is, don't give up praying because God is much more than the unjust judge. We are not saying that God is the unjust judge. The parable is saying that God is more than the unjust judge. If the unjust judge can take care of the widow, how much more will God take care of us? Because God is just. He will come back one day to this world and judge the living and the dead. He will carry out justice. He will punish those who are sinful. Who can stand when God judge? Nobody. So, what does God, God, God want people to turn to Him? So, He gives us time. He wants us to repent. So, Second Peter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not snow in keeping His promise, as some understand snowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So, God is more than an unjust judge. He is a righteous judge. But to us, we Christians, God is even more than a righteous judge. He is our Father. In the parable, the judge was just a judge and had no relationship with the widow. But God is our loving Father, and He loves us. He created us. He cared for us. We are the apples of His eyes. The very lump of hairs in your head, they are all lumbered. He who cares for the birds in the sky and the flowers in the field, He would certainly care for us because we are so valuable in His eyes. And also in the parable, you can see that the judge was unkind and cruel to the widow. But still, she could win her case because of her persistence. How about our father? Our father loves us so dearly. How about our father, who always wants us to draw close to him? It's not like the unjudged judge doesn't want to see her, the widow, think that this is annoying. But our Father wants us to come draw close to Him. And He says to us, Come unto me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He is not an unjust judge to us. He is our loving Father. Verse 8 says, He will see that they get justice and quickly. When it's time, justice will be done. And 2 Peter 3 verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. He will come. And He will come like a thief. Satan will be destroyed by the breath of Jesus. It's not like a long-term battle with Satan. It's just like that. Satan is gone. And it's just like that, we will be changed, we will be raptured. When the trumpet is sung, everything will happen just like that. Why have you ever wondered why it's just like that, so quickly? Because when it's time, God don't want His people to suffer anymore. He loves us. He wants justice to be done, and it will be just like that. In the parable, the judge does not fear God. He does not concern about justice. He only concerns 
about his own ease. But our God doesn't concern his own comforts. Otherwise, Christ doesn't have to come. He gave us all his gave up all his glory, all the good things in heaven, and he came down on this earth because he loved us. Romans 8:32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us for all, for gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? How wonderful is our God! He is more than an unjust judge. Judge. And if this unjust, unkind, cruel, self-centered, unloving judge is willing to answer the request of widow, how much more is our just, caring, loving Father will respond to our request? This is the second point. The third point is don't give up praying, because we are more than a widow. We are not just a widow. Verse seven says that we are God's chosen ones. We are chosen to share the glory. We are chosen to be with God forever. We are more than the widow. The widow is alone in making her request, but we are not alone. We have, we are we those who are saved by Jesus have a friend Jesus who ever lives to make intercession for us in heaven. And we are not alone because we have brothers and sisters. Two and three of us. Praying, God will be with us. How about hundreds of us? How about all the people here? When we are praying, God will hear us. In the parable, the widow did not have the right of access to the judge. He came at an unwelcome moment. The widow was considered bothering him. How about us? We have the right of access to God, and that's why in Hebrews it encourages us: let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. And in the parable, the judge does not care about the case of the widow; he has no interest in it. But our God. Is interest in our petitions. We are praying that His kingdom come. We are praying that His will be done. Surely God will answer these prayers. Surely God will continue to pray to to answer and listen to our supplications. I heard a story. A pastor says that one day after the service, a lady came to him. And the lady was crying, and the pastor asked her, "Why do you cry?" And she said, "My husband just believed in Jesus, just turned to Christ." And then that should be a pastor says, "It should be a good thing. Why are you crying, pastor? You don't know, because I've been praying for for him for more than twenty years, and I'm this close, just this close of giving up." And now he turned to Christ, and God really answered the prayer. And I'm glad that I didn't give up. So this lonely widow, who has nothing, 
can have a case handled by just this unjust judge, how much more we, who are God's chosen ones, we are not alone. We who have the right of access, and we have the request that uh, interest by God. How can we not have our request listened by God? So we have three reasons given in this parable that we should not give us our prayers. It is because persistence is more powerful than we thought. It's because God is more than an unjust judge. And thirdly, because we are more than a widow. God sometimes delays, but He will not forever delay answering our prayers. In the proper time, God will answer our prayers, and we should not give up. Do you believe in this? Do you believe this? Verse 8 says, when, However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on this earth? How many Christians will be persistent praying to God without giving up? You see how you can persevere in prayer depends on how you will God and how you will yourself and whether you believe in the words of God. Whether you believe that God is more than an unjust judge and more, you are more than widow. And if you not persevere in prayer, it means that you are saying that God, you are worse than an unjust judge. You are not God. You are just an unjust judge. If we do not persevere in our prayer. Some of us here today may find life is too hard. Maybe we have stopped praying for a long time. Maybe we stopped believing in prayer. You gave up because you do not believe in Christ's words. You, believed, you chose to believe in Satan's lies, that prayer is not useful. Maybe you don't pray if, because you don't think it's necessary. You just pray during the meal times. Apart from that, you don't pray. Maybe you haven't attended prayer meetings of the church for a long time because you may think that that's a waste of time. Maybe you yield to the demands of life and become a prayerless person. Let this verse encourage us. And let us resume our prayer life, praying at all times and not giving up. Actually, a few verses later, about after this parable, a few verses later, it talks about a story, and it's a good illustration of what this means by persistent prayer. It's talking about a blind man who was sitting in the roadside begging. And when the disciples saw him, just uh, stopped them, rebuked them, and told him to be quiet. But what did these two blind men do? The blind man shouted even more, shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus stopped and healed him. This blind man is persistent. God is looking for such persistence in us. When the life wants us to stop us from praying, when things happen, we feel tired, we feel weary, we don't want to continue 
anymore. We need to be persistent. Remember the salmon. Let's be an astronomer. Let's swim upwards to the contents of our lives, to the currents of our lives. Once against our sinful desires, these sinful desires want to stop us from relying on God, but to relying on ourselves. And finally, I want to talk to you about one more thing about salmon. You know, salmon is known as the keystone species. What does it mean, keystone species? Scientists say that it is when it dies, it contributes much more than its biomass to the ecosystem. All the nutrition that the salmon carry from the ocean to the rivers to the, all the ecosystem, they can contribute a lot. And the scientists continue to be surprised by how much salmon can, the, the passing away of salmon can bring nutrition to the whole ecosystem. They are amazed. So maybe if we, we can be also considering the salmon ourselves, that we should not underestimate our contribution that we can make to the God's kingdom by our persistent prayers. The effects of our prayers will last forever, and it will not go away if we pass away. Our prayers will continue to contribute to this kingdom, and we are making contribution to this God's kingdom much more than we can if we are not praying. So do not give up praying. Even though you, see, you don't see the fruits of your neighbor, continue to trust him, continue to pray. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this time. Um, we thank you for the message. Thank you for your encouragement through the mouth of Jesus that we should persevere in our prayer. Father, we, if we have uh, become prayerless, help us to be persistent. If we want to give up in our prayers, help us to continue because you love us so much, because you are our loving Father, and because we are more than a widow. In Jesus' name I pray all this. Amen.